another edition of the Calgary Stampeder Podcast. I'm Dave Rowe. And I'm Jock Wilson. And you know what we're going to do today, Dave? We're going to oh. do something a little bit different because, okay. you know, earlier on the podcast, and especially if you have downloaded the uh, the podcast for Valentine Volvo, you've probably heard our two features we did with our play-by-play team, the outstanding play-by-play team of Mark Steven and Greg Peterson, the longest-serving play-by-play team in the Canadian Football League. They've been together, uh, uh, more than a lot of couples have been together in this city, you know, for 23 years. And, and we got to go inside and, and talk a little bit about their history and growing up and where they got their start and, you know, some of their stories from the broadcasting industry. So over the next two podcasts, I'm going to interview you, and then you're going to interview me, and we're going to get to know, you know, the rest of the team a little bit better. because like the other couple on yeah, the broadcast. The other couple you know? on the broadcast. That's a, well, and it's interesting because Greg and Mark both born and raised in Calgary. Yeah. You and I, a little bit different. We're both born and raised in BC. And we go back uh, even farther than those two <laughs> because uh, it goes back to some uh, boozy games between the Edmonton and Calgary oh. media hockey teams in the in the nineteen eighties. Is, isn't that isn't that true? Well, well, first of all, so so we're going to focus more on on your career, okay? Uh, because uh, you've been with the Calgary Stampeder broadcast team for about ten years now, right? Yes. Yeah, and and, and you replaced Billy Powers, which you know that's that's always tough when you when you when you replace uh, you know a legend like like Billy Powers. Uh, was that tough on you? It was. It was. Uh, it, it was something I had to think about because I mean, I of course was working in sports media in mm-hmm. in town. Everybody knows I work for the fan. Right. Okay, and right. so so I was working. It's not a at, secret. Yeah, I was working for the fan at the time, and uh, as as so many things in my career were, this was just a happy accident. I mean, I, I knew Billy was retiring. Everyone mm-hmm. knew he was retiring, and I hadn't even I hadn't even thought about it. And I ran into Billy at Spolumbo's, and we just you know got to talking, and Billy says. Why don't you apply for the job? And I'm like, why don't I? Why don't I? <laughs> and I mean, and again, if I've got, you know, a guy like Billy Powers, who's been such a legend in this community, if he's asking me to apply for his job, then that's his, uh, well, that, that that's kind of flattering. And right. so uh, I went ahead and applied uh, for the job and got it. I wouldn't say replace Billy. I'd say I, I followed. <laughs> followed Billy. You, you, know, you, don't, you don't replace a guy like that. Uh, you follow a guy like that. Yeah. But, you know, when you know, when Billy said, hey, you know, it would be great if you were the next guy in that chair, then that, that was something that you yeah. take uh, you take as an honor. Okay, well, let's take go back a little bit further. Um, as I mentioned, you were born in BC, so so tell me the Dave Rose story. Uh, where, where did you get your start in this industry? Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, tell me a little bit about your history. Well, just, I was born in the uh, fabulous metropolis of Kitimat, British Columbia. Kitimat, okay. The aluminum capital of Canada, up north. Uh, the family moved around a bit, uh, chasing work with Dad. Uh, he was he worked for BC Tel, the phone company. We ended up uh, settling in Richmond, in the Lower Mainland, just outside of Vancouver, okay. uh, grew up there, and I was going to high school at Matthew McNair, senior secondary, and it was a careers day. We were trying to fit what we had to do is all the uh, different post-secondary institutions were uh, coming up, and they were offering lectures about uh, what kind of programs they had, and truth be told, BCIT had a really attractive lecturer. So my buddies <laughs> and I all signed up for the BCIT lecture, and I found out they had this broadcasting program. And so, wow, I said, that that's kind of sounds like fun. Like, I'd, you know, been involved in, you know, acting and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. also, you know, love sports, playing football. And uh, so I decided that I wanted to go into that. It was a tough program to get into. I did uh, a, a couple of years while I was going to high school uh, volunteer work with the local cable 10 station just right. to get some chops in, camera work, uh, you know, on-air on work, and was lucky enough to get into that program when I got out of high school. Well, that's cool. So so where did you get your start in the industry? In Castlegar, British Columbia. Castlegar. Uh, I was midway through my second year at uh, BCIT when you start going out 
on uh, on the co-op uh, co-op programs. That's where you know, you get a job and you know, and finish your degree like through correspondence. And uh, so uh, my uh, one of the head instructors came in and said, "There's this job in Castlegar." So I said, "Okay." So I applied for it and was able to get the job. And the first thing I had to say was, "Great, where's Castlegar?" So, <laughs> and so, you're a BC boy too. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so once I found it on the map, uh, I, I went out and started off in Castlegar. I mean, and that was a great, uh, you know, back in the day, small town radio. I mm-hmm. mean, as you know, was was the only way to start in this career because you know you did everything. I mean, I was I was a DJ. You read your own news. You read your own sports. You know, you do your own production. Uh, I even got to do uh, a, a game or two of play by play because we did the uh, we did the games for the Castlegar Rebels of the. <laughs> <laughs> the International Junior Hockey League. So I got to do a couple of fill-in games there, and that's uh, you know that's sort of where the sports got started. Okay, so so take me on your journey. You start your career in Castlegar. Yep. So so how do you end up in Calgary? I I go from Castlegar to uh, Williams Lake, and Williams Lake was it was a balance between I was like DJing and covering local sports there. Williams Lake Mustangs hockey uh, that uh, that kind of thing. Uh, I went up to Prince Rupert and Terrace, where I was primarily a news guy. Uh, went out to Saskatoon, where I worked as a, as a news guy for a little over a year. This takes us up. Uh, we're getting into the middle of 1980s now. It's all they're all starting to blur together. From there, I went to uh, Edmonton, and I was a combination of news and sports. And that's where I, I really started to get my first big league sports sports experience. I got to mm-hmm. I was as I always say I was covering the Edmonton Oilers when they were the Oilers with you know Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier. Uh, you know, got to cover back to back Stanley Cups. Also covered this. The, one of the first games I covered was the Steve Smith own goal, so I got to deal with that. Also, the Edmonton Eskimos when they were still uh, winning lots of championships. So Joe Farigelli was the coach of uh, Edmonton back then, and he is he's one of the most important figures to me in terms of sports broadcasting because uh, I did a sports show at the time, and Joe Farigelli was he was the first guy that sort of really made me feel welcome. You know, it's just like hey, you know, hey kid, mm-hmm. you know, you are you know you're, you're a legitimate part. Of the sports course, nice. you know, you, you call me up uh, anytime. Also, you know, working with guys like Hugh Campbell, uh, the the three quarterbacks. The first year I covered the Eskimos, were the, the starter was Matt Dunigan, Damon Allen was the second stringer, and the third stringer was Tracy Ham. <laughs> so that was uh, you know that was some pretty good teams. Well, you know, and, and, and I'm going to go off track here a little bit because one of my questions was, you know, who were broadcasters that, you know, influenced your career? You know, did, was there anybody you looked up to? I had a guy, uh, a guy named Dave Prentice that I worked with in uh, in, in Williams Lake. He okay. was a, a longtime broadcasting pro, and I just looked at the way that uh, that he carried himself, and, you know, the way that, that uh, he prepared uh, for his for his job, and he was someone I always admired and always looked, uh, looked up to. Uh, another guy I worked with, in Prince Rupert, named uh, Al Seville, who was a bit of a foul mouth, bit of a grumpy old guy, <laughs> but had some pretty good advice for a young kid about staying focused and, okay. uh, and 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 staying on track and remembering why you're doing this in the first place. So we got the Dave Rowe career to Edmonton, yep. and and it's a funny story because yeah. you and I—that's how you and I got to know each other for the first mm-hmm. time because there was a media hockey league, and you know we had the Edmonton team playing the Calgary team, and uh, you and I became pretty good buddies. And actually, uh, you, you you came and stayed with me during the 1988 Winter Olympics with yep. my my ex-wife, and and and. That was fun, but we, we won't go down that path. But I, I want to. I, I that's a whole other podcast. That's a, that's a whole other podcast. That's exactly right. But I do want to ask you. So you're in Edmonton. How do you end up in Calgary? Well, how do I end up in Calgary? I was working. Uh, I was working in Edmonton. I was uh, on a uh, on a contract at a station called CFRN, and uh, the contract ended, and I was looking for work. So 
I started calling around pretty much everyone I knew in the industry, and uh, I called uh, this guy named Jock Wilson, who was working for <laughs> for Kick FM down uh, down in Calgary. And I said, "Hey, you know of anywhere that's looking for somebody?" And he said, "Yeah, well, we're looking for a news guy." So the next thing you know, you and I are working together. Yes, uh, this that's is now right. ni- this is nineteen ninety now. I know. So I so I arrive in Calgary at the behest. Of uh, one Jock Wilson, you of course were the sports guy. Yep. I was uh, I was doing more news, but uh, I helped out. Like, I was doing yeah. you know a little bit a little bit of sports on the side. Then I left like a month later because yeah, I, I joined I joined the Calgary Flames yeah, broadcast. Yeah, you went off to the Calgary Flames uh, <laughs> real broadcast, and so I started doing more sports uh, more sports with Kick FM. Moved from there on to Country One Hundred Five. Uh, where I was primarily a news guy, but again, still involved right. with sports. I was actually doing, uh, you know, a little bit of, of sports for Country 105, but uh, also I was doing some magazine writing. A friend of mine was running a, a sports card collecting magazine at the time when sports card, uh, the sports card hobby was just huge. So I was doing a bunch of fe- feature articles for him on Calgary athletes, uh, you know, Calgary collectors, that kind of thing. So was always, you know, even though I was in news a lot of the time, I sort of kept my toe in in sports, so I was I was known around the Calgary community for uh, for sports as well as uh, for news. From there, it was uh, a couple of years out of the industry selling cars. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and then uh, another another chance uh, another chance encounter with uh, our old pal Beasley, who is uh, you know of course the PA announcer mm-hmm. now for the Calgary Flames, and I ran into Beasley. He was hosting a Monday Night Football event, and he said, "Hey." The fan is looking to expand its sports program because, you know, at the time, they're, you know, they weren't doing much in the way of, no. uh, of local programming, but uh, they said they're looking to expand. So uh, I got on with the fan, and that was 2004, I believe, just in time for the start of the Calgary Flames renaissance and playoff right, run. Right. And that was, a, that was a great thing to be a part of, watching this town fall back in love with the Calgary Flames. Also, at the time, Blake Nill came on as the head coach of the Calgary Dinos, and this was a huge event for me in, in my career because Blake uh, wanted to raise the profile of the program and came to the station saying, look, you know, we want to get these games on the air. So uh, I was approached to, to do the Dinos games along with Tony Spalatini. And again, that sort of became something that defined me and also allowed me to really get that part of the craft down, play-by-play broadcasting, live uh, live football broadcasting. So uh, I'll always be grateful to uh, Blake Nill and the Calgary Dinos for giving me that opportunity. Okay, so we get Dave Rowe to Calgary as a broadcaster, and, and so we, we've learned a lot about Dave Rowe. Um, this is live radio that we do a lot of times, yeah. and, and there are lots of highs, lots of lows, memorable moments, not so memorable moments. What stands out for Dave Rowe in your career? Either either funny moments or mistake moments that you go, uh oh, that that was not good. Well, there was uh, <laughs> the uh, on the funny side. There was I'm going back to when I was working in Williams Lake because uh, we were doing again. It was the local junior hockey league. Uh, we had a guy named Brian Orr who worked at our Quinell station. He was the play by play guy, and I was the color guy for uh, for these games. The Quinell Millionaires and the the Williams Lake Mustangs. And all I'll say about this first story is that Quinnell had a defense a defenseman named West Gentles. <laughs> West Gentles. West Gentles. Okay. And you could imagine where that went. <laughs> so that was about 30 seconds of dead air. <laughs> there was also another one we did. Uh, <laughs> we did Williams Lake commercial men's fastball broadcast. Okay. And uh, there was a, a really talented shortstop named Doug Dodge. 
And uh, Doug went to play a really difficult hopper that came up on him at a bad angle. <laughs> and so we were struggling at how to define this, and I finally came up with in the groin area. Okay. And another 30 seconds of dead air. After, <laughs> well, after, what else are you going to say? After that one. You got uh, it in the family jewels, yeah, for God's sake. Yeah, so, hey, you know, you got you to learn to work around these moments <laughs> on, you know, on just a... You know, for for highlights, just yes. for personal highlights, uh, yeah. I've, I got to say this may make some Calgary Flames fans, uh, you know, grind their teeth a little bit. But uh, I remember the uh, the first time I was at uh, a a Stanley Cup playoff game with the Edmonton Oilers, and it was, of course, it was the year after the the year I arrived was the year that the Flames t- the Flames took them out uh, in this in the Steve Smith game, and so the the first full year I covered the club was the year that they went to the finals against the Philadelphia Flyers. So mm-hmm. being in the building for game one and just hearing that sound, and I, I didn't hear that sound again until 2004 in game one of the playoffs when the Calgary Flames were, were <laughs> back. But, uh, I mean, at the time, I was in my early 20s, yeah. and I just I couldn't believe where I was, and I just couldn't stop smiling. And that was, that was an incredible moment. The 88 Olympics, uh, just, you know, being able to rub elbows with – Media from around the world, meeting some you know some legends, you know people that I'd looked uh, up to in my career, and all of a sudden you know you realize where you are and the scope of the event uh, that, that you're at, and that's that's just something I'll never forget. Well, th- these have been some great stories, and you know it's interesting because s- some people probably don't, you, you did play football, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not not well and not long. But, uh, <laughs> I played a, a couple of years in high school for again for. This is kind of sad to admit, but uh, in in Richmond, we had three schools, all that played football. Uh, You had the Steveston Packers and the Richmond Colts, who were in the lower lower mainland, the Premier League, the top league. And Matthew McNair, and we were in the Fraser Valley League. And so one of the reasons I went to McNair was because I knew I'd never be good enough to play for Richmond or Steveston. <laughs> and what position did you play? So I, I played, uh, I, bounced, I bounced around a little bit through high school, settled, uh, settled uh, I was an offensive lineman, I was a guard. I was, a, you know, a 5'7 guard, backup center. And uh, I went on to, uh, we had juvenile football in, in BC. There's juvenile and junior ball, you know, like the Calgary Colts. Right. Uh, and, you know, ju- you, you played your first two years out of high school, you played juvenile ball, and then you graduated to the junior program. And I was with the old Vancouver Marilomas, and uh, I was switching the defensive line. And I remember my first practice with the with the Marilomas, and they sent all the linemen over here. And so I go walking over with the linemen, and I'm looking at everybody's numbers, and I'm thinking, <laughs> "Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be tough." So I spent a couple of years as a five foot seven defensive lineman, getting uh, getting beat up. There you go. Played my last game in the rain at Old Empire Stadium in Vancouver. Oh, that's ended, cool. Ended in a one-all tie because it was, <laughs> dr- tie. It, was it was horrible. <laughs> it was driving, freezing rain, and I, I sat watching the clock tick down to zero. It was like the field conditions were so oh, bad. that's funny. You, know, you, couldn't, you couldn't even kick a single because the ball weighed about 20 pounds. Now, I know you're a rec hockey player, and you still play a little bit of rec yep. hockey with the media boys, but uh, uh, did, you, did you ever play competitive hockey or any other sports competitively? No. The, uh, the, in, in the lower mainland in the 1970s, Ice hockey wasn't a really big thing. Okay. It was, uh, you know, it's only when you get, uh, you know, towards, you know, the 1980s and that that some of the programs around uh, around the West Coast. But uh, not a lot of my buddies played uh, played ice hockey. We played street hockey. My house was the street hockey house because I lived on a quieter street and I had a net. So, you know, every afternoon in front of my place, 
It was that was the street hockey game basically until it was time for dinner. If street hockey had been an Olympic sport, you were you know, in. I'd be Haley Weckenheiser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sadly, no. Sa- sadly, no. Exa- exactly right. Well, I, I know we got to wrap up this uh, this Calgary Stampeder podcast, and it's been uh, very interesting getting to know Dave Rowe a little bit better. But before I wrap it up, I, I you know I asked Mark and I asked Greg the same question, and uh, you know tell me something that I don't know about Dave Rowe because we, we all know you're into collector cars and you have a nice Buick and you know that kind of stuff. Is there is there something else about Dave Rowe that uh, that we don't know? I'm a little bit of a science geek. Are you? Yeah. I uh, Growing up, uh, I was just an absolute junkie for the Apollo space program. It's, you know, <laughs> while everyone else is out collecting baseball cards and all that, I'm building models of the lunar module That's and collecting cool. all the sticker books of Neil Armstrong and, uh, and, and Buzz Aldrin. And that's, you know, that interest in that sort of stuff has uh, always stayed with me. Uh, quantum physics, a little bit of a, a wow. little bit of a hobby on the side. Wow. You're a geek. Yeah. <laughs> not that great at math, but uh, still I get the, I, I get the broad strokes, Chuck, the broad strokes. The broad strokes. Well, we'll, I, we'll I talk about M theory. On, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, well, here. you know what, Dave, this has been kind of fun. I get to know you a little bit better and I, and, and I thought I knew you really well. And now I've learned some, some more stuff about you. So uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast. It's your turn next pal. So if you want to hear uh, just uh, anything you want to hear on the Calgary Stampeder podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Just to drop us some ideas. Also, please take the time to rate us, let you know what you think of what we're doing. We're available every Thursday, everywhere you get to your Calgary Stampeders and all of the other podcasts. He's Jock Wilson. Yes, I am. And I'm Dave Rowe. And thanks for tuning in to the Calgary Stampeder podcast.